If a man is not wearing anything from the waist up, he may say Kriyishma, but it's also for him to say Shman Esri like that, because he's standing in front of the king, you have to dress properly. If a person is in the restroom, and he realizes that he's wearing his tefillin, he shouldn't just jump up and run out. That could be dangerous, because the first discharge must come out, but he puts his hand on his tefillin. What if a person has soya waste on his hands? According to Rav Huna, that's not a problem. The Pasuk says, Kol the parts of the body that say the praise of Baruch those have to be clean. In other words, the mouth and the nose. According to Rav Chizda, since it says in the Pasuk, all my bones, all my limbs are saying praise, therefore every single part, including the hands, have to be clean. If the source of the smell is there, according to Rav Huna, you have to distance yourself four amas from the source, not so much the smell. According to Rav Chizda, it doesn't matter where the source is, it matters where the smell ends. From that point on, you have to distance yourself for Amos. In the Brisa, one Brisa says, what kind of waste are we talking about? We're talking about human, dog, pig, and chicken waste. Taisa says it's not really chicken, it's turkey or a lot of chickens, a chicken coop. According to Rava, the only time dog and pig waste are also to say Krishna from them is when they are used to tan hides, and therefore it's a very foul smell. Now, if you could see the tsaya, it doesn't matter how far away it is from you, as long as you can see it, it's us to say Kriyashma in front of it. If it's ten tfachim above or below you, then it's mutter to say Kriyashma, that's considered another domain. If it's inside a glass jar, it's mutter to say Kriyashma in front of it. But when it comes to erva, if a glass separates you in the erva, that doesn't give you a head there, because over there, it's still an erva. If you have a very small amount of tsaya, kolshu, then all you need to do to cover it is you spit on it with thick spit. If the tsoya is in a hole in the ground, you just put your shoe on top of the hole, and that's okay. What if the tsoya is stuck to the bottom of your shoe? That's a teiku whether or not you're allowed to say kriyashma. Now the halacha is, if a mitsoya whose tummy is underneath a tree, the tree is like a tent, is like oil, so anybody that's tar that walks underneath the tree becomes tummy. But if somebody that's tar is underneath the tree, and the mitsoya walks by the tree, the person that's tar remains tar because that's not his domain. Says Abai, if so, the same thing applies to tsoya. In other words, if tsoya is moving by, it's moving by, then you are allowed to say Kriyashma. Only if it's stationary, it's Asr. Rava says no. When it comes to tsoya, the Pasuk says, Where you are, you need to be in a pl- proper place with Gdusha. Since it moved by you, then in that moment, it was in Kaddish, it's also for you to say Kriyashma. A reyach, a smell that doesn't have a source. So the Gemara brings an example that the Yeshiva Bacharim, they would sleep on these machatzalais, but their friends would learn next to them. Now when a person sleeps, he doesn't really have full bodily function control. And it's possible that there's some sort of reyach smell that comes from the Bacharim. Nevertheless, you're allowed to learn Torah. However, you're not allowed to say Kriyashma. Now if a person himself is the one that created that smell, he's not allowed to learn Torah, he must distance himself from that smell. What about if we don't know whether what you're looking at is Meraglayim or, let's say, apple juice. It's a suffolk. So, if it's, even if it's in a heap of trash, where typically there's a lot of tsoya and a lot of Meraglayim, it's mutter, because the Isra Midaraisa of St. Kriyashma in front of Meraglayim is in front of a stream coming out of a person. But once it hits the ground, it's not also Midaraisa. So therefore, Chachamim wearing geyser if you have a suffolk. However, when it comes to suffolk tsoya, you don't know if you're looking at chocolate or tsoya. So in that case, if it's in a pile of trash, it's Usr. Why? Because in trash, usually you find tsoya. 
If it's in the house, there's a machlokes because one man number says you typically don't find tzoya in your house. What is the shear? How much meraglaim is it that it makes it also to say kriyashma? One man number says In other words, it's so moist that if you touch it with your hand, you can make something else moist. The other man number says Rebbeisi says all you need is tefeach. As long as it makes your hand moist, it doesn't have to make something else moist. And finally, we have Geniva who says that if you just see the outline of it on the on the ground, even though it's not moist at all, it's still osur. What's the shear in soya? We have a number of shirim. One shear is that if it becomes hardened on the outside, it's no longer considered soya. The other shear says up until the point where it has cracks in it. The other shear says as if it's as hard as earthenware, and if it breaks. The halacha is, Rabbi says, that it has to be as hard as earthenware in order for it not to be soya, in order for you to be able to say kriyashma. And this brings us to Ahmed Beis. It says in the Mishnah, we learned that if a person is inside the mikvah, and he realizes that it's time to say Kriyashma, and he doesn't have enough time to get out and get dressed, he should say Kriyashma in the water. Now, number one, we're talking about Vasikin. So it could be, it goes according to Rabbi Shua, that says that there were people called Vasikin, that were, they were marked to say Kriyashma, but other people could sit up until three hours. The other point the Gemara makes is, that what kind of water are we talking about? Either, according to one man, the water is dirty water, or it's not see-through, so therefore it creates a barrier between your eyes and your erva, or your heart and your erva, or any other part, let's say your heel and erva. Another man says, no, we're talking about clear water, but nevertheless, there's no issue of libai roya erva, and there's no issue of eina roya erva. La halacha, if your heel, your own heel, touches your erva, it's also to say krishma, but if your heel could, so to speak, see the erva, that's mutter to say Kriyashma. The erva of a guy, halachically, is considered erva. I would think, because it says in the Pasuk, Besar Chamor and Besar, they have halacha of a Chamor, Komashvalon is still considered an erva. There's a concept called Grafshari. Rei, Ri. There's a vessel that usually contains excrements, soya, meriglaim, and now it's completely clean. Nevertheless, it's also to say Kriyashma in front of it because it absorbs, it's a disgusting most clean. According to the Tanakama, the entire house, even if it's a hundred amas long, it has the halacha of dalan amas when it comes to the halacha of tzoya. According to Rav Shimon Gamliel, if you have tzoya in front of a bed that doesn't create a mechitza, and therefore you have to distance yourself four amas from the tzoya, if there's a bed between you and the tzoya, that creates a mechitza. What if the tzoya is below the bed? Well, very interesting halacha. If the bed is only three tzvachim above the ground, then we have the concept called lovin. And it says, if the bed is on the ground and it buries the tzoya. If the bed is ten tzvachim above the ground, then... It's also to say Kriyashma there. And if it's between 3 and 10, the Gemara remains in a Suffolk. If the Meraglaim, you are in a regular Kli, so it depends. According to Rav Nachman, if you put water in the Kli first, and then you pour the Meraglaim on top, on top of the water, then the Meraglaim become bottle, drop by drop. As it hits the water, they become bottle. However, if the Merik Lime were in the Kli first, and then you try to be mevatel with water, well, that's a machlagis, whether a culture who works or you need a Revius. The other man, the Rav Yosef, says no. It's the exact opposite. If you put in water before the Merik Lime, then there's a machlagis whether you need a culture or a Revius. But if the Merik Lime were in there first, you certainly need a Revius. And finally, for today, there's an Isser Tashmish in a house that has a Sefer and Tefillin. You either remove the Sefer and Tefillin from the house, or you build a Mechitz if you can, that's 10th Fachim high, or you put the Sefer and Tefillin in a double wrapping. Have a wonderful day.